Hello, and welcome back to So You Wanna, a show for writers by writers. Meg and I are besties who created this writing brand because we wanted to give authors a place to chat, hang out, and just generally be. The world needs more books. It needs your books. We want to make that happen. I'm Elle, a contemporary romance writer. And as always, if that's Elle, I'm Meg, and I am a dark romance author. Today, we are here talking about writing and quick trigger warning, as our last topic, we will be talking about non-consensual sex. Uh, we will get all the information on writing sex out of the way first, so you can just pop in and out as you need to. But we do think that that is important to touch on, especially in mm-hmm. this episode. And, you know, it needs to be done with dignity and sensitivity and whatever. So it would mm-hmm. be wrong of us to exclude it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So Elle, I know you write sex, but Mm -hmm. reading it. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, okay. I just, I have this thought that, or not a thought, but I just, I feel like to be an effective writer, it's good to be a reader. You know, this year, one of my goals was actually to read more. Last year I read, I, I read some of your work. I read a few things on Wattpad, which was great. Um, but I didn't read a lot of traditionally published books. So I kind of fell behind what is actually selling right now in the traditional romance market. Like what are people wanting to pick up and read what tropes are really in? I kind of feel like I missed that a bit. Um, oh, yeah, so this it's important to stay, you know, in the know of that. Yeah, exactly. And so this year, my goal has been to just read more books, um, especially in the romance genre. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. I mean, you you and I both know that we both have busy lives. <laughs> so reading isn't always the first thing that I get to do. Um, but I have been trying um, every evening before I uh, go to sleep, I do try to read at least a chapter of a book a night. And it's been going pretty well for me. Um, and yeah, like, so definitely in that realm of reading, yeah. I've definitely been reading some books with sex, which I think is so important because, um, obviously to write it, I need to, you know, I guess, understand how it's it great, works, but- what, yeah, it will, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to avoid saying it cause it sounds so weird. To, like, yeah, it sounds bad. Talking about, you know, my preferences, but I mean, you're you write you write sex too and we all know that when we write sex it's for our characters it's not for us I hate when yeah, people speak ask for yourself I'm just kidding <laughs> well I hate when I get asked the question like oh do you write these scenes because they're your fantasies it's like no why why yeah, that, is, that is weirdly a common question that is yeah and it's like no no I actually I got a lot of um I got a lot of like quote attention um Recently, Birds and Bullets hit the editor's list for Wadis, which is Yay, like, woo, woo. Of like 20 books or so um, that that the editors felt like, oh, hey, these are good. Check them out. Right. Um, so then thousands of readers came and thousands well, tried tens of thousands of. Readers. Yeah, it, it got popular. Um, but so <laughs> we had we had I there's only one of me. I had people just slide into my DMs that that 
talk about the car scene, you know? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, have you done it in a Mustang before? That was pretty detailed. And I was like, one, I don't know you. Fictional characters. I am not a super spy. In the last episode, Elle disclosed that she was not part of the FBI. Well, I am not a super spy. Um, you're what? learning about it. Friendship off. I was here for the super spy. And now that I know that for you the were record, not, I, I have never destroyed a Mustang and then had sex in it in an abandoned barn. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what I expected. It was not that. But for those of you who asked me that question, no, I have not partook in that experience. No. Yeah. I know. Okay. There's, yeah. And I mean, like, that's the thing, though. And I feel like the best way to write it, though, is to read it and see what's going on. Um, so experience yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, that's an option, too, but I'm not going there. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to shame anyone who does yeah. that or writes about what they've done, you know, more power to yeah. you. But for me personally, no. Yeah, no, me, me either, me either. But yeah. anyway, okay. that has been a personal goal of mine has been reading more. And so obviously reading some kind of more smutty novels and picking them specifically because I know they're smutty. Yeah, is definitely something that I've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. Well, you know, let's let's get to the episode, okay? Okay. Okay. First and foremost, you know, let's just put it out there. Make sure your readers know the sex is consensual. When we say that, that doesn't mean that you need to make some big declaration of like, do you consent to me touching you here? How about here? Can I kiss you here? You know, that can be over the top. I, you know, it's not bad to be like, hey, are you cool with this? Whatever. But just make sure your dialogue is chill and natural and fits the vibe of the book you know it can be and it doesn't have to be dialogue it can be as simple as actions that show that both parties are ready and willing and vibing and whatever yeah totally I mean in my in my new book uh that's coming out uh you'll actually see them kind of talking about it but it's because they were friends this was not part of their relationship with the deal, you know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you do actually kind of see that consensual side from a dialogue standpoint but yeah. it makes sense when you're friends with someone and that's not part of your relationship it's kind of weird to just like boom hop in there um, and do it are you are you speaking from experience gosh no definitely yeah. oh not. okay so the one bed <laughs> trope that we experienced in chicago meant nothing to you i it meant nothing <laughs> okay uh, disclosure, I did not sleep with Elle while sleeping <laughs> we, we did not sleep together. Yeah. Don't get we excited. slept in the same bed, but there was nothing. Fully clothed. There was yeah. clothing. Yeah. <laughs> and there never was like- Never. A- I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go into another big flaw that I personally see a lot. And, you mm-hmm. know, maybe this is just from the way I grew up, but I see a lot of authors write women as the gatekeeper of sex. And- mm-hmm look, you know, I grew up in purity culture. That is what I know. Um, and I found the whole thing to be very damaging. Um, and in purity culture, there is this idea that women are the gatekeepers of sex and it's very toxic and it's very harmful. So basically, if you don't know what that means, it basically means that women are solely responsible for ensuring that men do not act on their, you know, 
sexual urges by doing things like not dressing provocatively, not looking a certain way, um, Mm -hmm. saying no and blah, 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 blah. And basically as soon as they say yes, it's like, men can just do whatever the heck they want to do. Yes. Right. And this is, seems to be a very heterosexual thing, by the way, more so Mm -hmm. than, you know, I, I've never actually seen this in LGBTQA plus novels. Um, and that's just, I feel like it's a societal thing where women have in past because of purity culture really been the gatekeepers of sex. Mm -hmm. It's been our responsibility to ensure that men can keep it in their pants, which is just, it's It's very damaging to men you know, it is too. Yeah. As a a writer, one of the things, and yeah, I'm, I'm a woman. Um, but you know, one of the things when I write the men in my book, you know, is that I try to do them justice. Like if you are a writer for the love of God, you know, a a lady writer, you know, here, or even if you're a man writer or whatever, you know, just remember that, that people in all walks of life and all genders and all identities, you know, they're people. So regardless of, if they're a man, a woman, trans, whatever, you know, they, they have morality, they have, you know, ideas, they have identities, they have their own, you know, whatever happening. And in the real world, you know, um, just like in the real world, your characters have every right to change their mind at any point during the sexual encounter. And not only that, but, you know, um, men can change their minds, you know, men cannot want to sleep with you. It, it's not wrong to write a character where the man doesn't want to have sex with your you know main character for whatever whatever reason you know so saying yes to one thing sexually doesn't mean that your character suddenly wants to do everything or has to do everything it could be yes let's do it and then they're not feeling it so it's okay let's stop you know just Mm. think about your characters and what makes sense for them and what they would enjoy and what they might not enjoy. And it is okay for them to have boundaries and then enforce them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just kind of going back to what you're saying about men, like there are definitely Mm -hmm. some issues that I've seen with men written in, in novels. You know, I've definitely read some books where men are described as like numb mouth, rubber leg, boggled eyed fools, you know, so overcome by like this kind of cartoonish feeling lust that they can barely string a sentence together as soon as the love interest walks in. And, you know, I mean, I guess if you're writing like a comedy that works, but if you're trying to write like a real romance, it's just not reality to men. I have never met you know, a man who, you know, has been attracted to me who started some, drooling like, as soon yeah, as you know, like, just yeah. like staring and it, like, you know, it's like almost it's not- as if they're, you know, sentient, intelligent creatures that, you know, <laughs> have exactly. souls and personalities and, and also understand that if you're just going to stand and drool at a woman, that woman's probably not going to give you the time. Yeah, get some day, game, you know? man. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not exactly, like, I can't think of one woman who, you know, a man creepily staring at think her, of drooling few. and doing stuff. It's going to go, well, yeah, maybe. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously men can be overcome with lust, uh, you know, Definitely, but I'm, yeah, you know. yeah, and women, like everyone can be overcome with lust. It's very normal. I'm just kind of sticking to the man thing here because mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a whole lot of this I find in men where we have this very narrow idea that men cannot control themselves. 
Um, but you know, but men who are good at sex actually listen to their partners and respect boundaries. Um, they do care about their enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. There's just a level of care there. So whenever I'm reading a novel, especially like one with a heterosexual couple that contains Mm -hmm. sex, um, I really enjoy reading novels and I really pay attention to novels where you can see that the men are being taken into consideration and yeah. actually being written like men, <laughs> like real. Yeah, I will say this. Men. Um, um, so just disclaimer here. Um, I'm, I am a bisexual woman, so, you know, I'm LGBTQ here. Um, I will say that in books, one of the things that I noticed that could be compared to this, you know, toxic heterosexual vibe that you're describing here is when you write the like aggressive female uh, love interest that like just really really you know like it's almost it's like that like the way you describe it kind of like a cartoon so it does cross um genres and 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 gender identities and stuff like that but you do see it a lot in the gatekeeping purity culture um heterosexually which is traditionally whatever um but yeah anyway you know all this is easier said than done um you know especially since you have to think about you know how to create that emotional depth of writing um and then make it mechanically make sense like I mean there's a lot there's a lot of details into into writing sex Um, it's so true like just and describing the physical realities of sex it's actually not as erotic as no it's not I have a reel about this where it's like the um, bop it, twist it, pull it, you know, yeah. like writing sex scenes. Like that's exactly what it's like. You know, yeah. it's just, oh gosh, you know, yeah. it's actually very oh. hard and stressful. It is. Yeah, no. Because I mean, like, and I mean, honestly, it's like how it's written actually kind of distinguishes between like, are you writing erotica or are we just, you know, writing porn, you know, it's because there's like, there's like Meg said, there's a depth of emotion there when it comes to, you know, erotica. Yeah. And you know what, that distinction doesn't matter in terms of craft. You know, the fact is that we're saying, you know, whose arm is where and what something is doing and bopping and pulling and twisting, you know, (laughs) which in her love is unlike, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't get the reader's pulse going, you know, for a scene to really make an impact on the reader, you know, you want to tap into those emotions. Um, you know, this doesn't mean that you should completely ignore the physical though, but you, you know, your focus when it comes to physical should be about, you know, what the physical contact feels like. Do the fingers brushing along the curve of their waist make their nerves dance beneath their skin you know does their heart race uh heart rate accelerate you know when a pair of lips run along their collarbone you don't get caught too caught up and over explaining the physical positions that the two or more are in you know get caught up in how those positions are making your characters feel Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will say I've read a lot of books with sex where I, you know, I couldn't even tell you what position they're in because it's never really explained. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know what's happening, right? Yeah. So yeah. it really doesn't matter. And those books have, you know, they're and it's okay to let your but one that's more fill in a little bit of blanks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like ones where you don't know the position versus ones where you do, 
they're just as good. You know, yeah. it's just a matter of like how are like it, it's all in your descriptive language. It really is. And the ones um, that tend to like slug on are the ones that are like, and then he did this and she did this and he did this and she did this. And then, and then and you've it's, got it's re- kind of like, okay, we have too much, too many details. And then you're just flipping the pages through because you're like, all right, yeah. I read this. I got this. Okay. Why are there um, 27 on- pages? Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we all know what book we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> on that note, just uh, when it comes to positions that you do describe, even if it's just a single sentence, uh, make sure it makes sense to the characters you've created. You yeah. know, if your character is really meek and shy, maybe it's their first time you're dealing with a virgin. Um, it's not very likely they're going to get on top and be like ready to go. You know, they're kind of often looking for guidance and often what a lot of virgins know is like missionary, for example, Mm -hmm. it's more likely that's what they're going to end up trying and doing because that's kind of mainstream what we all know. The first thing that comes to mind. Experience plays a big role too, because, you know, if you have never had sex before, maybe jumping down into doggy is not going to be exactly enjoyable. Exactly. It's going to be a little Um, weird, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, but I mean, also think about your character as well. Maybe you've created a a character who's paralyzed in some way or (laughs) have an injury that impacts their range of motion. You know, this all plays a role in how, you know, the physicality is going to go for you know, the act for the act. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, one tool I use to help me know what I'm going to do physically or to kind of think about, okay, how are things going to feel is I often use pictures. (laughs) You can buy books if you don't want to like have it on your internet search that you're looking at. Okay. Uh, (laughs) but you know, for me, I just find that like getting a visual image just makes it easier for me to think about okay where would lips be where are hands gonna be how's that gonna feel kind of thing yeah um you know and I'm gonna wrap this up by saying whatever you write for your characters it should reflect who you've created them to be so you know like any other character development how they interact sexually can change through the course of a novel or if you're writing a series through the course of a series right Mm -hmm. so for example I'm going to use 50 shades just because it's a very mainstream book that a lot of people yeah. know. You know, Anna Steele, she starts as a very shy, timid virgin. She has no idea what she's doing, no idea about much in the realm of sex outside of, you know, I feel like what the basics know, um, basic, what you learn kind of as basics. Um, but is this a class or like <laughs> by the end? <laughs> By the end of the series, though, you can see that she enjoys some, not all, aspects of BDSM, which I like to also use as as an example, that it's okay to explore sexually and to not enjoy everything that comes with, you know, any, any kind of sex, whether it be BDSM or even just, you know, I guess what you would call vanilla sex. Like, it's okay to not like all the positions in sex, you know, like, it's- Again, this is a class, vocabulary- Vanilla BDSM. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I love to troll. All right. Okay. Well, BDSM is. <laughs> I don't actually know. It's like what? Um, what's the full term for it? I know the last two. I think are like. What is it? What's the full for that? I have no idea. That's your life. 
is it my life? I don't think so. Guys, I think that's it for mechanics. Let's move into our commercial and then we'll come back uh, after with using all the senses. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Meg. Hey, Elle. Remember when we said we wanted to start a podcast but didn't know where to start? Yep. And then we heard about Anchor, you know, the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. <laughs> I sure do. And it's been great. We can record, upload, and even schedule the days our podcast releases. Everyone should check it out. Easy podcasting, free hosting, join the growing number of podcasters for using Anchor worldwide today. Welcome back to So You Wanna, a show for writers by writers. Before the break, we covered the mechanics of writing good sex. And now we're going to get into how to use the five senses to create dynamic sex. But first, a little bit of research. (laughs) (laughs) BDSM stands for bondage, discipline, domination, submission, and sadism and masochism. Hmm. Okay, well, I mean, that checks out. It checks out. That makes sense. And I I thought the last two were sadism, masochism, but the first two, I was like, I am not sure. I kind of like a vague idea of what it meant. Yeah, but I didn't. I figured figured the D had to do something like domination. But again, like, I just, I wasn't sure. Even though Meg was like, you should know this is your world. It's actually not my world. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I understand. I recognize it, obviously, but from a personal standpoint, I actually, I if anybody know. in this conversation should know it, it should be me because I am currently working on a book that you uh, are, but it's in like the the first stages of it, you know. So. But you've been doing a lot of research into the world, so that's why I'm like, I, that's why I figured you might know because well, you're, I you're I told you I had like a vague idea, but I'm gonna sound like an idiot because we have listeners that are gonna be like, wow, she's. <laughs> won't yeah, read people- that book um you know <laughs> and I just want to say when it comes to writing sex by the way you do not have to be in a world to be able to write it you just need to research it and there are a lot of people who enjoy all different kinds of sex who are willing to talk with you about it whether it be that you want to walk into the BDSM world that's mm-hmm. totally fine there are lots of people in there who are happy to share with you how to actually portray it accurately because there is definitely a problem in mainstream writing where worlds like BDSM are not portrayed properly. Well, no, and there's, there's definitely the, the like elements of it and why it's appealing and whatever that people, they kind of like Hollywood, I guess. And it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that can be like really offensive to people. Um, I just, I just want to say like books where there is BDSM, where they make it like the guy is just this or whoever the dom is, I've, I've only ever read where, um, like, you know, the dom is male, but in those books, the one thing that I really hate is how like aggressive the male is and how there's no real, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just not done in the way that I guess I understand it to actually work because my understanding of BDSM is quite often you have a plan. Both people know the plan and like ahead of time it really depends on just on what you're doing yeah yeah there is like role play um but yeah just casual sex that involves you know those aspects of it that is not what the show is about Um, (laughs) yeah 
Sorry, yeah. tangent. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do a quick trigger warning. Again, we did one at the top of the show. We are mm-hmm. going to talk about the senses first, how to use them when it comes to training sex. But after we will be covering how to write about non-consensual sex, as we said, we're going to get through all the other stuff first. That way, if you feel like you need to just pop out, you certainly can. Yep. And this is my personal favorite part of writing sex, you know, um, <laughs> to no one's surprise. You know, I like the extras, but just remember when people get together, it's more than just the physical mechanics going on. I can't stress that enough. You know, people think, people feel, they have emotions, they feel physically, you know, both of those things are very real. And the way that your character reacts or experiences an intimate encounter can be a very good way to develop or explore their future. A good sex scene finds the balance between revving up your readers physically and connecting them emotionally, especially with your characters and your story. I see some writers that go into their, you know, first times (laughs) and (laughs) screw it up. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Um, But they think, you know, the scene is strictly about the sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, another thing that people tend to think is that there has to be this grand, like, let's make love, you know, moment. Um, Can you imagine if like the first time you slept with someone, they said, let's make love. (laughs) Out. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a Pisces. I'm probably into it. I'm out. Wait, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be the great grand moment. No, it definitely know? does not. But a lot of people think that's the only way that you can write good sex. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially in a romance where the whole idea is to create a relationship, like that there's these big like basically just like, yeah, these big moments and that it's all about, you know, love and making love and yeah. you know I mean maybe if you're <laughs> writing like a historical or a period piece, you know, where a contemporary you could do that, you know, but yeah, or, or in a contemporary where that, yeah. the characters were, you know, kind of a slow burn and maybe your sex doesn't happen until after the declaration, but just remember that people every day do have sex with people that they don't love or that they are starting to love and haven't told they love, you know, there's or just for fun of life here. Yeah. You know, so don't, don't be that guy. That's like <laughs> chapter three. I love you. Um, and now we can have sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Um, you know, the reality is that, you know, the, this is just sex mentality can actually Hell, a plot forward. So if that's who your character is, that's who your character is, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And also, I just want to throw in there, even if your character is female, there are so many people who think that it's wrong to write a female who enjoys sex just for sex. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so in Birds and Bullets, you know, there's definitely just to go into my work here as an example, because that's what I know the best, you know, there's definitely a difference between, um, you know, sex and making love or whatever the characters between, you know, Jamie and Joanna, you know, they're just having sex. And then Jamie and Casey later in the book who are actually, you know, falling in love with each other. And the main character is, is a man and he is allowed to feel differently about different partners. Um, Yeah. 
so yeah just just remember that it is okay for them to have multiple partners or multiple experiences or multiple you know ideas about what it is like for them so yeah exactly I mean I don't have any books that really show that um but I do have some I do have a traditionally published um example actually that mm-hmm. kind of yeah. talks about casual sex and that's the wedding date by Jasmine Guillory mm-hmm. Guillory thank you yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's a casual sex trope yep um and also actually well matched by Jen DeLuca. Luca. Yep. Um, Jen, Jen DeLuca, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it wrong. Um, but, you know, it's also kind of a casual sex trope. But in both of these books, you can really see where it's, you know, just sex for the sake of sex and how it actually moves into, oh, I'm falling in love with this person. Yeah. Uh, uh, what does this mean? How does this affect me? Oh, but we're just having sex. So I can't fall. In love. You know, like you really see that. And so, it's mm-hmm. definitely okay to start a book as casual sex and move into more of a, Ooh, I actually have. Maybe your character feeling. wants to find a connection. Maybe your character yeah. started at the beginning. Maybe your character is just a hoe. Who's to say, you know, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, if you're going to do the casual sex trope, just keep in mind, you know, lust isn't really an emotion. It's a hormonal response. So while, you know, mentioning it in the scene is cool and whatever, describing it in the same depth that Tolkien describes, I don't know, the Shire (laughs) may turn your readers off. What? Yeah. You definitely don't want them to shut the book at this point. Right. Okay. Now emotion, Uh, dialogue, facial expressions, actions, thoughts, you get the idea. In my opinion, this is the easiest way to display your character's emotion. Um, this is a great place to show, not tell. Um, personally, I'm the type of writer who really abuses dialogue to deal out information, um, you know, at least in the body of the book. But I find that I have to kind of rely on other points when I take on these, I guess, closer, more intimate moments. So while, yes, people do talk during sex, you know, too much of that can just really be weird (laughs) to read. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I try to limit how much my characters talk during sex. (laughs) Okay, but, you know, it is a powerful tool. Um, I'll give Elle some credit here. You know, uh, less is often more. Um just like the character themselves, you know, what somebody says, especially during, you know, these sexy moments should have a purpose and it should reveal something either about them or the story or what's happening, you know? Um, can I, can I talk Outlander for like one second? You're going to, so, you know. Yeah, I am. You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant, I swear, although it does contain some spoilers. Okay, well, here's your official, if you are reading or watching Outlander currently and you do not want spoilers. Jump pause. ahead 30 seconds. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Watch um, out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Jamie and Claire's first time. So Jamie is really shy. He's a virgin compared to Claire, who is not because she mm-hmm. was married. Um. Anyway, so he basically like they have you know sex the first time um and then 
despite the fact that they are in like an arranged marriage situation, he asks if they can do it again. Um, you know, just like because obviously in the time you have to do it once to consummate the marriage to make it official blah 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 but claire actually agrees and it's this very simple dialogue it's not doesn't like it doesn't come off as cheesy it's not too much like i know i kind of explained in great depth but it was actually very simple very quick and it was and that was kind of um that's kind of how i tried to base my own sex writing scene um like I guess dialogue and sex scenes is on that moment when I saw that like okay you can put dialogue in it's just that you kind of want to keep it simple to the point and not like a whole bunch it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be Mm -hmm. three pages of dialogue to get to you know the next little bit yeah let me ask you a question has that scene haunted you for years that's a really good scene. Yeah, it's yeah. really well written. Like, yeah. Just read Outlander, man. Okay. I don't want to subject our listeners to any more spoilers, you know, um, or any of the ones I've experienced, dear God. But let's just sum it up here with, um, you know, there are there is a level of obvious tenderness between these two characters that yep. carries throughout the series. And, you know, you should be aiming to do that for your scenes as well. Not necessarily the tenderness, but, you know, trying to, you know, drive the character dynamics of the story, whatever fits for your writing style, your characters, and their trajectory, right? Side note, if you are new to the intimacy game, uh, the author of Outlander, um, I will butcher her name. I got it. I got you. I got you. Diana Gabaldon. Okay. (laughs) Uh, She has another book that I read um it's devoted to sex scenes in these moments and it's called i give you my body and i think you can get it for like two bucks off kindle right now um or you can get like the physical one off amazon or wherever it is you know this is not an ad but like i said it's a really great tool and it goes deeper it gives a deeper look into why the extras matter all right well moving on from outlander you're welcome meg remember (laughs) your audience already knows the basics of sex you don't need to break down how it works um and therefore you can be a little more brief when you you know reference certain things yeah i mean definitely anchor your scenes with basics you know but use romantic or dark or whatever your vibe is details rather than like overly sexual ones um, like me, while I am a dark romance writer, usually my sex scenes are, uh, I guess, more poetic than they are direct. Um, unless you're reading chapter, <laughs> I think it's like 16 now of the Miranda Rights Night Shift, you know, uh, then I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's kind of just a raunchy ride, but it does serve the plot and it does fit the characters. Miranda is very rough and uh, not like, okay, that was the wrong word to use. She's a very crass person, you know, yeah. so just... Don't read it at work while you're in the call room with your coworkers. That's a true story. Somebody that is a true story. Okay, just remember the rule of three. Okay, use any three of the five senses and it will immediately make the scene three-dimensional. Most writers make the mistake of only using sight and sound, but don't forget to add in smell, taste, and touch. The senses do not shut off during sex, and they are your friends. Too long, didn't read. A good sex scene is basically dialogue and physical details. 
make sure you portray the emotional atmosphere, use metaphors, pointed vocabulary, and show how your characters change. Your readers should know if this is a loving encounter or just business. <laughs> Seen her face when she said just business. Like, <laughs> that was intense. Um, anyway, if you ever need a second opinion, we both write books and read books with sex. So we can definitely let you know if your work is eliciting the response that you want. We're always happy to check out anything that you guys want to share with us um, for our opinions and stuff like that. This is no different. Um, this is a part of writing. It's a part, if it's a part of your novel, it's a part of your novel. You know, um, I will say your book does not have to have sex. Do not feel like you have to put it in to have a good romance, to have a good anything. It is, you know, personal preference. I've read a lot of clean romance books that are, you well, know, just think about like and, historical, you know. like, especially like Jane Austen and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, even I think about, you know, DM, she's a, she's a friend of ours. She'll be on the podcast later this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, her book, the lightning bride is, a, has clean romance in it. So you can see that things are it's happening, like but you don't, yeah, you don't really get very much from it. And it's, Those it's just so as good as if she had have gone deeper into the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like the writer's vibe. I love how Elle essentially just <laughs> gave like an open invitation to slide into our DMs with sex. Like, Hey, can you read this? Like, tell me you're an Aries without telling me you're an Aries. All right. (laughs) Guys, we're moving on to the non-consensual sex part of this podcast. If this is a trigger for you or you don't want to hear it, you know, we totally understand. You can go ahead and close this episode now. But yeah, so this, this is your cue. So to start um, with uh this i guess we are going to use the word non-consensual sex but just so we are clear we are talking about rape mm-hmm. um sorry that's a me thing i just don't like saying that word so no just, it triggers me um anyway so while not a pleasant subject by any stretch of the imagination sometimes depicting non-consensual sex is necessary for the for- furtherment of your plot or for your character development I just want to say you know it is absolutely okay to include in your book if it's important to the story right like please make sure that it serves a purpose um Mm -hmm. whether it's a part of your character's origin or you know a part of a catalyst to change or whatever just don't be that writer who does it for shock and awe if it doesn't serve you know the trajectory of your character or the people around it or or something in the book like culture um you know or whatever just remember that you know books are a depiction of real life and this is unfortunately a reality for many 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 people That being said, you know, you do need to keep in mind that this is a crime that has negatively touched the lives of people, and you need to navigate this topic with respect, care, and dedication to portraying it with a realism. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's just do a tip for tip for this. Sure. 
So my first tip would be that if you're on a platform, like say Wattpad, um, mm-hmm. make sure you put a trigger warning at the beginning of the book. Some victims just aren't in a place where they can actually read about rape. Um, it's a very real thing. And, and sometimes they just need to say, this book isn't for me right now. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, not only that, but platforms like Wattpad episode, whatever they have all ages on there. Mm -hmm. Um, so just because you've marked your book as mature does not mean that a young reader is not going to stumble upon it and read it. Um, in my experience, the mature marker isn't, isn't very obvious. Um, yeah, no, it's really not actually not on, um, not on Wattpad episode. You can't actually put that stuff in. You get reported for it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, just so you know, uh, trigger warnings go a long way. So my tip would be that keeping it brief, um, would be great. Try not to make these scenes just drag on longer than they need to be. No one victim or not wants to read about a horrific crime for pages and pages and pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and let me just say, whenever they come to these kinds of topics where they have to talk about the crimes, they are so fast to get through Mm -hmm. the crimes because of how horrific it really is. So keep that in mind for your writing. If even true crime podcasts and stuff, keep them brief as writers, we should keep them brief. So my next tip is going to be just like consensual sex, make sure you're focusing on the emotion and make sure that you are portraying that emotion properly. And then my next tip would be whatever you do, do not romanticize. Oh, please don't romanticize it. There is nothing romantic about a criminal act. No, absolutely not. No. Um, also keep in mind, non-consensual sex isn't always a super violent act. I know that we all seem to picture it this way that like, you're going to get grabbed on the street and like, I mean, it is violent, but like, it is violent, but it's, yeah, it's not always as, I I mean, I'm going to say like Hollywooded as you would think, uh, that Mm -hmm. definitely does happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but sometimes it really is you know, someone who's at a party who's drunk or high or passed out in some way who mm-hmm. is having sex acts done to them with with no ability to say yes or no, whether they want it. Sometimes it is as simple as, you know, they do say no, but, you know, they're, this person is fighting them. They're trying to do it. And so then they just give in to mm-hmm. protect themselves from it escalating to a point where they are going to get physically hurt in some other way or, or even killed, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the biggest thing to remember is that no means no. Okay. So if your character has said no to a sexual act and their no is ignored, you are now depicting a crime. Right. And my next tip is don't skip the trauma response. Remember your character just went through something just terrible, just horrible. It's a monstrous act right? You Mm -hmm. cannot ignore how deeply that will affect them moving forward. And again, if you're writing this with a reality and to serve the plot, it needs to affect the story. You know, your character needs to be altered from who they were at the first 
half of the book before this happened and then the next half after it happened Mm -hmm. or if your character is someone who say this happened off screen before the Mm -hmm. book started we should be able to kind of see um why they are how that affects Mm -hmm. them how it's shaped them because you know you just don't walk away from that and you're just a-okay the next day you're really not a lot of people you know, it, it for years and years and years on, they're they're affected by it, and maybe it's not always super outwardly affected by it, and mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't notice it unless you were in, say, an intimate relationship with this person. But mm-hmm. they are affected by it. So yeah, I just want to bring it back to the top before we close the episode. That like what Meg said about making sure it matters is just. It, it really does have to. Like, honestly, if you can take that scene out and it does not affect the plot at all, yeah. it does not need to be there. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with having a scene like that in your book or having a character affected by that. This is a very real thing. It's, you know, obviously a subject that, you know, we can't ignore and writing is a great way to even bring um, you know, awareness to just how, you know, underreported it is, especially in men. If you have Mm -hmm. a male character who has gone through this, this is a very underreported crime uh, for Mm -hmm. men. Um, and you know, so it's fine to do it, but make sure it's important to the plot. It has to, it has to matter to the plot. (laughs) So I think that'll do it for this episode. Once Mm -hmm. again, I'm Elle. You can find all my work over on Wattpad at Elle Meredith Writes, all one word. The best place to connect with me is Instagram. Uh, you can follow me there at lmeredith.writes. I have a link in my bio. You'll find my writing, my TikTok, our Discord, just everything to do with me. So give me a follow. I am. I would love to connect with you there. And if she's Elle, I'm Meg. My work is also on Wattpad. It's under Meg and Alexandria. I'm also most active on Instagram at author Megan Alexandria and now you can find me on TikTok at author Megan Alexandria. I do want to put out here uh before we talk about next um next week's show there is um a national sexual assault hotline I'm in America this is an American one um it's 1-800-656-4673 I know we just talked about that if you stayed for it maybe you're thinking oh hey um I need a resource for that that is my my announcement for you. Mm-hmm. So come back next week where we are going to cover covers and <laughs> same time, same place. We want to see you there. So you are now a shuffle riders, but riders, da 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 da.